Okay, this is Brent Leary, and with me today is Raghu Raghavan, the CEO of ActOn. Marketing automation has been the talk of, I don't know, it seems like the last 6 to 12 months, and ActOn is definitely one of those players in the marketing automation space, so, uh, space. so Raghu, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. So before we jump into a conversation, maybe uh, you could provide us a little bit of your personal background. Well, sure. Um, you know, I, I won't, it, it could be long, so, I, so I'll try to keep it brief here. Okay. Um, you know, my interest in this whole space probably started uh, some, you know, 12, 13 years ago. I was one of the two founders of Responses, which back then was one of the first SaaS companies before the word SaaS was even being used. And we built a very nice multi-tenanted uh, platform for doing email marketing back in the day. And one of the things that had struck me all along was that email was always going to finally become a part of a much bigger picture with respect to marketers. You know, when we started the process, email was new and it was just starting, right? Uh, if you fast forward to now, there's a bunch of big, successful email marketing companies, all of which started around that time. You have, obviously, responses, you have exact target, you have constant contact, all of which went public, right? And a bunch of other very nice, big email marketing companies. And I think that uh, that space has reached a level of maturity that allows the rest of us to actually start to uh, advance the envelope. So when I started ActOn, there was a lot of uh, interest in a more integrated view to marketing. I think Eloqua for 10 years had been talking about uh, marketing automation and what it would mean, and I think they educated the market. Um, I think when Marketo came into the market, they basically challenged a lot of the assumptions. You know, marketing automation always was, you know, along the lines of SAP meets marketing, right? It was this big ERP implementation, nine months to set up, etc. And Marketo came in and challenged that. I think they came in with a fantastic approach to the market and they entered the market. But I think one of the things that happened with them is they pretty quickly discovered that, hey, you know, maybe we want to be like uh, Eloqua and we want to do some of those things. Also, I think there's another factor in the space which, you know, has made it interesting for us and which is just the presence of Salesforce.com. Right, so it's a very interesting and dynamic environment in which to start a company. So when we started ActOn, Salesforce was dominant, right? Uh, webinar platforms were being used everywhere. Marketing automation was starting to be talked about more widely. So it was a, a fantastic time to, to, to enter a new market that was barely penetrated. And so ActOn is a company that uh, has the founding engineering team of responses. It has a lot of deep knowledge on, about SaaS and scaling. And we have the last mover advantage. You know, we came in and we saw the, you know, all the things that had not been done right in this space. And I think it allowed us to build a company in a whole new way uh, to attack what we saw as a monstrous market. So you uh, you mentioned a number of things there. And, and, and I think when you think about marketing today, you think about the, some of the traditional aspects, you know, things like direct mail. And, you know, I guess if you could consider email to be, Traditional at this point, uh, yes. Different pieces, but then you have the you know the new social. You have apps. You have all these different things and different marketing messages and different channels and formats that are available to a marketer to try to build a relationship with a customer. 
how has the proliferation of all these different channels and formats and social networks, how has that brought on the need for a marketing automation solution to a, a, a business who maybe hadn't even thought about it before, but now because of all this coming at them and, and having to try to figure out better ways to build relationships, how has that moved the needle for marketing automation to be brought in? I, in a huge way. I think that's a great question because I think that is one of the driving factors for marketing automation that no one really talks much about. Um, you know, a little bit of history, it helps to have been around the space for a long time. If you look at companies like Unica and Aprimo, you know, old line companies, I shouldn't say old line, they're not that old, but they're now <laughs> old line companies. They actually set out to solve a problem that big companies had, which was multiple channels. For big companies, the channels were email, it was the web, it was their dealer networks, it was all their, you know, their other physical touch points, right? Resellers and what have you. Well, if you kind of look at companies now, if you look at all these new channels, it's sort of like that. So the technology for multi-channel behavior management had been done in a different domain. I think what's happened now is there is a need to engineer all of this down to a format where a small company with a relatively small number of uh, employees in marketing can actually make sense of all of this. You know, every company that we talk to tries everything, right? They try to tweet. They create a Facebook page. They blog. They do things on their website. I think the interesting thing with marketing now is to say, what should I be doing? Am I doing enough, right? Because there is no universal answer of what the best thing is for anybody. And I think marketing automation has come along and created a forum where there's a lot of things you can do pretty quickly, lots of power tools. So now the real question is, how do you use them wisely? Right. I think I, that's, I think, the, the, the really great thing about marketing automation is it takes the focus away from, I think, individual tools and shifts the focus towards what the marketer is trying to achieve. Now, I had uh, talked about, uh, written about, and hoping this is the case, that 2013 was kind of the year that marketing automation really hit the mainstream, uh, became easy enough for folks to use and affordable enough for traditional businesses to use, that they would start to gravitate toward it because there, there is a need uh, for them to be able to manage all the things you just talked about. Yes. Uh, do, are you seeing this be the case? Are you seeing mainstream traditional businesses oh, yes. starting to jump in here? Oh, my God, here? yes. I think that, uh, you know, you raised the question of affordability. I think it's interesting because I think the two companies that basically challenged the status quo on that uh, were Pardot and us. Pardot and Acton basically went in and said, look, you can do sophisticated things without spending a lot of money. And I think in some ways Acton went much further than Pardot, in, it's not just in terms of price, but in making it easy for companies to do business. Try everything. It isn't going to cost you. You can back off, right? I, I think that the... Uh, you know, to, but to answer your question, I think what has started to happen here in um, in terms of this hitting the mainstream is, you know, historically, uh, if you looked at Eloqua and you looked at Marketo, guys who have been in this market for a while, I think the bulk of their customers are high-tech companies, and high-tech companies tend to be early adopters of technology. But in 2012, and certainly in 2013, this technology is just widely adopted. I mean, we have customers in, you know, in every imaginable industry segment and nook that you can imagine. Now, we have an industrial auctioneer in the UK. If you have a big factory that you want to decommission and sell the assembly line off, this guy will do it for you. We have another customer that sells hazardous material 
you know, disposal equipment, you know, lined gloves and, you know, drums and, you know, radioactive suits and what have you. Now, you tend to not think of these as companies that traditionally adopt leading-edge technology, but I think with the advent of all these channels, with the fact that people use, you know, their Facebook at home and start to see the ways in which they can use Facebook for work, right, or the way people tweet and how they, they see how they can use Twitter for work, I think this technology has become completely consumerized. It is no longer a, uh, you know, uh, in the domain of high-tech users. It's consumerized and consumers. It is that approach that is causing, you know, industries in every segment to try this technology. So then that puts an, a, a premium on usability and, and ease of use and ease of adoption because unlike, you know, a traditional uh, enterprise software, people don't want to spend money to implement these things. They don't want to go to classes to learn these things. They just want to pick up their phone or their iPad or their computer and start using this technology. And, and I think that started to happen in 2013. I think that's why you're seeing all these companies. Now, we've just gone through a pretty interesting period of uh, some acquisitions. Uh, of course, everybody's been talking about Salesforce acquiring Zach Target, and then just a couple of weeks after that, a company that really hadn't been uh, uh, a lot of attention on when it comes to marketing automation uh, was Adobe, and they made a, a purchase of a company called Neo Lane, of course. Yes. So with all this activity, what does this mean, do you think, to uh, the business community with respect to marketing automation? Is it going to, with these things, is it going to even up the ante in terms of everybody is now going to know they need it? Or is it going to be some other kind of you know, reaction to all that's going on? So, you know, I, I probably have a contrarian view to this and might even be controversial. So I think that what is happening here is... Uh, sort of the evolutionary biology of companies that have run the gamut of what they can do, basically getting bought. I mean, exact target technology is not pushing the, the limit of anything, right? I mean, this is a, this is a done deal. It's, it's old stuff. And Salesforce buying them sort of clears the field for newer companies to come in and do newer, more exciting and, and uh, you know, things. Same th Neolane, I think, is a funky thing because I, my own suspicion is that Neolane, the purchase of Neolane had as much to do with Adobe trying to bring its overseas funds in without having to pay taxes, right? Neolane is a French company. <laughs> All these big companies have, you know, I'm, I'm just guessing. I don't know that this is the case. But, you know, <laughs> U.S. companies buying foreign companies for huge premiums has as much to do with financial engineering as anything else. But Neolane is not cutting-edge technology. is not a household name. So I don't think it has an impact. I think the, 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 the thing that becomes interesting is people read the stuff in the press and they become even more desirous of trying these things. You know, somebody reads a story, they don't just go try to sign up for an account at Neolane because they can't. But if they search marketing automation, they'll find lots of dynamic creative companies that have stuff that they can use right away. Uh, yes, definitely we're seeing an uptick in interest. Certainly, we're being, you know, the, the companies that want to acquire these technologies are all very interested in all the, you know, all the companies in the space. You know, people like Marketo and HubSpot and us are all uh, the topic of conversation. But our everyday, uh, you know, business has less to do with this and more to do with the fact that there's lots of companies out there that need the stuff, that don't have the stuff, that don't read the trade press, Right. This 5% number that I quote is actually very true. If you look at the companies that are ready for marketing automation, 
uh, in North America alone, the penetration is, you know, minuscule. So, I, you know, I think that, yes, there is interest in certain circles, but the vast majority of companies, I mean, I have progressive insurance in Cleveland as a customer, and I doubt that they care that, you know, Adobe bought Neoland, <laughs> right? So it, it, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting for us because it, it, you know, I think it is, in some ways it is the validation of marketing automation being in the mainstream. You know, when Oracle bought Eloqua, that basically said, okay, this is now big enough for a company like Oracle, which doesn't mess around, to put a big stake in the ground. Yeah. So I think it's very exciting times. I think it validates, uh, the, the, you know, the emergence of a new class of front office application. I mean, you know, the, the last decade was the decade of back office applications, right? All the SAPs and all these other guys that took care of all of that stuff. And I think you're starting to see the emergence of the front office. And our own view, by the way, we, you know, when I look at us and we talk about marketing automation, I would tell you that our vision of what we will be as a company is more than where we are today. I think that in every stage of engagement with a customer, I think we are relevant, our technology is relevant. It is engaging with customers that you don't know yet, i.e. anonymous visitors to your website, right? Just because they're anonymous doesn't mean that you can't start to track their behavior and give them interesting stuff to look at then people that you know and you're now starting to engage with them, hoping to get them into a sales engagement with the sales rep, is traditionally where marketing automation has been. But the application of marketing to help sales reps close business faster or the application of marketing to take an existing customer and, and grow them and upsell them and make them and turn them into a, a, you know, a referenceable customer or the ability to use marketing to, to have your reference customers take action on your behalf by rewarding them. I mean, these are all, this is the entire gamut of, mar of customer engagement is where we expect to be. We're going to have a great conversation with Raghu Raghavan from ActOn. Uh, Raghu, where can people go to learn more about what you guys have to offer? Well, you come to our website, www.acton.com. It's act-on.com.